Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Anthony. It's available in America, out loud to iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily, and we always appreciate it when you share those on social media excited to be back with you tonight rob's back with us once again got a lot of topics to run through tonight i'm gonna start off speaking about uh the republican speaker er, or leader in the senate mitch mcconnell once again froze up i think we talked about this briefly last week but uh we're not gonna let this story go away about Mitch McConnell freezing up or Diane Feinstein being so incompetent she had to hire her daughter to take over as her uh, attorney of a state. Uh, these people are in important and powerful positions in our government, uh, including Joe Biden, who are just nowhere near mentally capable enough to be handling the position we're at, they're in. And of course, not all 80 is the same. Uh, a guy like Chuck Grassley, I think he's close to 90. He's Diane Feinstein's age, and he seems much more with it than someone like Diane Feinstein. But nonetheless, uh, we certainly need term limits. And I think whatever politician starts pushing for that in the run for the White House, uh, will gain them a lot of popularity because people are sick and tired of seeing these fossils come in for 40 years, uh, have a seat in the House basically given to them every election cycle, like Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters. They don't even have to campaign. And here they are uh, taking up space in the House with their same agenda for decades and decades, getting nothing done. For the American people or their districts. And like you look at those two examples, their districts are a couple of the biggest disasters uh, in the entire country. So what I'd like to do is see done is uh, someone needs to file a motion or something to get Mitch McConnell, to get Diane Feinstein, Fetterman and Biden all dismissed based on their cognitive declines. That is clear for anyone to see. I mean, this is just a national embarrassment. Uh, everyone else around the world has to be laughing at us. What are your thoughts, Rob? I want to thank everyone for tuning in again tonight. And like you said, I am back and I've got a lot to say. You might hear me clearing my throat every so often. I'm going to try to mute my mic when I do do it because it doesn't sound great when you're clearing your throat on the radio. And, and I don't have COVID, although we know that they're trying to push another COVID scare. They're also rehabilitating Dr. Fracci and Dr. Bird. Of all people, the scarf lady is trying to come back. But I want to talk about what you were saying as far as the age. And the I think Nikki Haley said it best, is that the White House or the Capitol is like one of the best geriatric nursing homes going. You have Joe Biden. You have Nancy Pelosi. You have Diane Feinstein. And you have John Fetterman, who is, I think it is, late 40s or early 50s, but he's still cognitively challenged. And the question that you had, you know, as far as age, are these people too old? I don't think it has anything to do with being old, the, the age necessarily. I know that we keep throwing that out there. They're too old or, and whatnot. Because you look at Chuck Grassley, whom you mentioned. Folks, he's 89 years old. <laughs> Chuck Grassley, 89 years old. I'm looking at it right now. He was born in 1933. 89. Wow. And for the most part, Andrew, he's working on all cylinders. 
And as I said on last night's show, we've got to be careful with how we put the narratives out there and how we package this, because the left, they will hide and obfuscate on everything that's reality. Do you hear them mentioning Chuck Grassley's age? Nope. But they will talk about Trump's age in comparison to Joe Biden. Well, Trump, he's just the same. He's almost the same age as Joe Biden. And, well, if you're going to talk about that, even some Republicans will say it. Well, it's time to move on. We needed fresh blood. Move on from what? What fresh blood? Yeah. It's all about experience, Andrew, and cognitive ability and having seasoned people. And as I've said before, I'm not comfortable with a Vivek because of his age. I'm not comfortable with a Ron DeSantis because of his age. In my opinion, I think the president needs to be either between 45 and 50. I think 50 should be the age. That's a good age. You've seen the world. You've experienced a lot of things. But coming in at 30, well, look at JFK. Yeah, but look how long did JFK serve and what did JFK do? That was then, this is now. And we see the people that we're turning out of our institutions, our educational institutions, are extremely naive, extremely green. We need to up the age. Now, people will say, well, let the voters decide. The voters will decide on the age. We shouldn't have anything to do with as far as age limits and all that. Let the voters decide. No, no, no. That's not good enough. Because we know that if you're well-funded, you've got a lot of people in your back giving you money, you can forget about the age and people deciding because whoever has the most money, that person will more than likely triumph, be mm. triumphant. Some people would say that's a pretty radical change. Uh, Vivek has been criticized as of late because he's talked about um, changing the minimum voting age to 25, which on paper, I actually like the idea of that. You know, these people that are 18 really don't know what they're voting for. They're just indoctrinated um, instead of college educated. I like to say they're college indoctrinated, but uh, they really don't know what they're voting voting for but at the same time these are the people that are signing up for the military and um, can drink alcohol and do everything else an adult can do so i don't know how you could pass that i don't think it ever will be passed i think you have to keep the voting age at 18 as long as uh, that's what age you're accepting folks into the military I agree wholeheartedly. If you're going to accept people in the military at 18, the voting should be at 18. People should, if they're allowed to drink at 18, the same thing. You can't say you got to wait till you're 25 to vote, but then you can go to the military. I understand perfectly what you're saying. It looks good on paper. And these indoctrinating institutions that they're turning out, it makes you, makes you concerned. But still, I, I think that's, that is a good uh, bar to say at 18, if you go to the military, then you should be able to vote. Or if you want to say 25 to vote, well, if you go to the military, we'll give you a pass and say, okay, you can vote. But I keep it at 18. But as far as serving the presidency, nah, 50. You got to go ahead and change. And yeah, it is radical. And I want to be radical because we're letting too many people, too many people are serving that should not be serving. Too many people are in public office and they think and feel as if though they own it. Look at Diane Feinstein, as you mentioned. She has entered into a conservatorship. She's giving power of attorney to her daughter, who happens to be a former judge and a liberal judge at that. So just imagine she's going to be making decisions 
that Diane should be making on behalf of the people of, in her district in San Francisco. Right. She can't decide what she's going to have for breakfast, but she's making important decisions in the Senate. I mean, it's just absurd. And as you said, all um, every 80 is not the same, right? I mean, as we've said, Joe Biden's only like a couple years older than Trump, but you look at their cognitive skills and it's just night and day. President Trump is sharp. He's quick. He's energetic. And uh, for anyone who says Trump uh, doesn't have the stamina for another four years, I'd, I'd like to ask them what they've been watching. Uh, this man's got the thickest skin of anyone I've ever seen. The attacks that he's taken nonstop for the past seven years. And now uh, these indictments and him being arrested. I mean, this is just reinvigorating him. And uh, I think President Trump has definitely got another term left in him where he won't be affected at all. I don't even think that uh, these court appearances and stuff's going to affect his campaign much. I think he's just going to continue on uh, business as usual for the most part. And they're not going to affect his, his campaign or impact his campaign, although they're hoping that it will. They're hoping that it will tie him up so that he can't get to the campaign trail or that it will wear him out that by the time he is there, he's too tired. I mean, this is all this is all well planned and thought out by the Democrats. And it's evil. It's wrong. And that's the reason why they want to keep they feel comfortable with Diane being in office. They're comfortable with Joe being in office. They're comfortable with Nancy. But just going back to Chuck Grassley, 89 years old, Andrew, this man will soon be 90. And you don't hear the Democrats out saying, oh, my God, he's really serving his country well, and he's doing all these great things. They're not saying any of it. Okay, here we go. This is unbelievable. Andrew, this man was born, Chuck Grassley, September 17th, 1933. Mm. So this month, he turns 90 and is in working on all cylinders. Guy was alive before World War II. Yeah. This is unbelievable. 90 years old, and he's still holding down the fort. He's bringing up these charges against Joe Biden. And remember. He survived when, the depression. And he's going back to a depression. As I mentioned the other day about my uncle, who's lived all this time, who's, he's, who's 92, and he's seeing how the world has changed. And now it's changing for the worst. Chuck Grassley, I'm sure he's looking at this, and he's saying, oh, my God. I can't believe this. Let's see. He has been a senator in Iowa since 1981. Wow. And as I was about to say, you guys do recall that during the recent election, they were working hard to try to get rid of him. They ran some young buck up against him, and he beat. But would that have happened had Republicans not woke up and say, wait a minute, we're going to lose this guy. we got to keep him in. I think it was should... a hard campaign. Go ahead, Andrew. I think, uh, especially when you've got people like um, Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, others who've just been in office for decades, at some point you got to do a cognitive test on these people and make sure that they're skilled enough to even take the position that they're accepting. I don't see any other way, because as we said, it's not really an age thing. You've either got to do term limits where people uh, don't have the opportunity to be in for decades, uh, perhaps way past their prime, or you have to do cognitive tests. But keep going, the status quo where these people just enrich themselves for decades and never step down because they keep making so much money uh, for themselves and their family. Uh, we can't keep going like this.
And you even have Republicans who are pushing back and having a cognitive test. And they're like, oh, no, 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 let the people to decide. And as I mentioned, we no, we can't let the people to decide because what will decide ultimately will be the money. You have deep pocket individuals that will support these types of candidates. Look at Nancy, look at uh, what's her name? Diane Feinstein. Why is she still there? Because of deep pockets. Yeah. And now her daughter, I mean, this should be an alarm that people should say, wait a minute, we didn't vote for her daughter. We voted for her. Why is her daughter filling in for her? There's no place in the Constitution whereby it says that you can sign your powers over to your daughter uh, or a power of attorney. Now, of course, we all know that sometimes it's your staff members that are running things. But in this case, it's her daughter. And Nancy Pelosi is okay with it. She's okay yeah. with this happening. Yeah, this is the same Democratic Party who used Ruth Bader Ginsburg until she died. I mean, it was sickening that they would just not let her step down because they didn't want President Trump to appoint another justice. And now they're doing the same thing with a lot of these uh, politicians, although uh, some people want Feinstein to step down so they can get someone like Adam Schiff or somebody in there. But uh Nancy Pelosi, she's another one, man. She is way past her prime. Have you seen her lately? Um, I don't think uh, she's all there anymore either. Uh, I don't think she exactly knows what she's doing from a day-to-day basis either. I think it's about time for her to step down as well. She doesn't know what she's doing. And didn't she come out recently and attack Trump supporters? Just like Hillary Clinton had said, they were a basket of deplorables. We know that Ron yes. um, DeSantis had attacked them also, which is the reason why he's not polling so great. But uh, Nancy Pelosi did something similar. And she's, I think she's 81. Why do these people feel as if though they're entitled to serve in these positions and they won't let it go? It's like an entitlement. She's 83. She's 83. Biden is, he'll be 80 this year. Uh, Let's see, she's 83. Let's look at Maxine Waters. This is unbelievable. A geriatric center. Oh, she's hiding her age. Her her, her age is, hold on. Let's see, Maxine Waters. This is unbelievable. Oh, wow, she's 85. And although she's challenged, but that is challenged as Joe Biden. So, it's we can look at the age, but it's more so the cognitive ability, because you have a Chuck Grassley who is eighty nine, Diane Feinstein, eighty, wow, eighty nine, and look at how far she's like just like completely gone down in a wheelchair, and they're saying that oh well you know she had uh, what was it, uh, what was that disease that she had Diane Feinstein, that uh, they said that put her in the hospital and it, oh and she also fell down she hit her head. So that was an issue. She's not, she just turned 90. She turned 90 in June. And oh my God, this is unbelievable. This woman, they're strolling her out in a wheelchair. And Andrew, Mitch McConnell. Look at Mitch McConnell. And I, I, I find it interesting, the articles that they put up, and they're saying he, he appears to have frozen again during a speech. I'm like, there has nothing to do with appear. He froze. This man froze. He should not be there. But yet and still, he will stay there and fight against Trump's agenda. Yeah. Try to I've fight got, against Trump being elected. I've got a list of the uh, 10 oldest people in the Congress and House here. At number 10, you've got Danny K. Davis, a Democrat from Illinois who's 81 years old. At number nine, Jim Clyburn, he's 82 years old. 
At number eight, Nancy Pelosi, as we just talked about. She's also 82 years old. So this is 10 people all in their 80s that are serving either in the House or the Senate. Uh, Steny Hoyer, uh, 83 years old. But Angie, you have to admit that although these guys, with their age, their cognitive ability, they're not as challenged as Joe Biden. Yeah. No, definitely not. Maxine Waters, 84 years old. I mean, she is really getting up there. How Rogers, 85 years old. I mean, this is unbelievable, Rob. As you said, Nikki Haley's line about it being the uh, retirement home is pretty accurate. I mean, it's accurate. And I don't think it has to do like all these names that you just mentioned. They're older than Joe Biden. And although they, they with the exception of Diane Feinstein, who's definitely struggling, the others, they're not as struggling as bad as he is. Look at how many times this guy, I read this the other day, he has been on vacation. 40% of his, let me see, 40% of his presidency has been spent on vacation. This is unbelievable. Okay, when Russia, the second day of Russia invading Ukraine, February 25th, 2022, he was on vacation in Delaware. Uh, when the fires took place in Hawaii, he was on vacation. When the spy balloon entered our, our airspace, January 28th, 2023, he was on vacation. This is unbelievable. He was in his beach home in, when uh, the, with the Maui uh, fires took place. So far, 100 people have been killed or found to be dead. This is, this is unbelievable. This guy is on vacation. Even when he went to Maui, if you remember, Andrew, I was on vacation then, but I was able to look, look at some of it. This man left Maui. First, he wasn't going to go because, when, as I mentioned, when it took place, he was on, uh, at the beach struggling to pull a chair over he was at the beach and they were asking him about it and he was like uh no comment what do you mean you don't have a comment this is a 50th state these people are in dire straits aren't you going to help them nope not at all he thought nothing of it now i know we're up against a commercial break but i want to pick this back up on the commercial break and i also want to talk to you guys about when i was on vacation some of the shows that i was watching one of them in particular yellowstone take it away andrew yeah, Joe really uh, makes you feel like a fortune teller because it's almost like everything that we said was going to happen has ended up happening with Joe Biden. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of our shows on America Out Loud when Joe Biden had just gotten into office, we said, this guy didn't work hard to get into office. Why would he start now? I mean, the guy campaigned from his basement. They kept him hidden in his basement in Delaware and he never campaigned. So uh, we're definitely seeing the fruits of that labor, him getting elected, because he's just going on vacation after vacation, and Jill's loving it. She's posing for every photo shoot that she can get in front of, uh, going out in front of any sports team that she can. I've noticed that. The last couple sports teams that visit, Sleepy Joe doesn't even go see him. It's Jill. She goes and takes the photographs with him. I mean, this woman is just obsessed with the limelight. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. 
For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew, and we're just discussing uh, Joe Biden, Dianne Feinstein, and some of the others who are past their prime. And uh, certainly something needs to be done about this. I mean, we just can't be kept being embarrassed and laughed at for having these uh, geriatric people in our Congress, like Mitch McConnell freezing up. Uh, how many times are we going to let this happen? I mean, this guy is going to stroke out in the middle of giving a speech and uh, maybe pass away or something. I mean, then what's going to happen? I mean, I hate to say that, but uh, this is serious, pushing these people out there at this advanced of an age. Uh, something's going to happen one of these times, and it's going to be a complete embarrassment uh, for our country. And I, I hope that doesn't happen, but that seems to be what we are leading to with just uh, having no rules about these people who keep ending up in these seats. And who's voting for these people? You're right, Andrew. He could stroke out at any moment. And we don't, we're not trying to make fun of him, but it's a reality that this could happen because these people are beyond their prime. And not just that, it's the cognitive ability. I think we need to make sure that we're harping on that. The cognitive ability that is not there. Chuck Grassley will be 80, uh, 90 years old. Joe Biden hasn't even gotten there, but yet and still he's struggling. We see him falling over. We see him with cue cards. Now, just think about it. Had Trump been there reading off of cue cards, remember how he had written little notes in his hands and how the media just had a field day with it? Oh, he can't remember. But with Joe Biden, they're making it seem as if though it's okay, we, we should accept this. And because voters or viewers aren't in tune as to the way the media is manipulating, and that's what's so scary about this. They're manipulating what you're seeing and what you're hearing. They want you to think that it's okay the same way they want you to think that the crime that's taking place in the country is okay. And it's not okay. They want you to think that the illegals that are coming here, that they're trying to call migrants, it's okay. It is not okay. And then they'll say, it's okay because this country does not belong to us. Well, who is us? Who is it that you're saying it doesn't belong to? Well, it doesn't belong to the white man. They came here, Columbus, and they stole the country. Well, that's true of every country when another country took over. It's not my fault, and don't take this the wrong way, it's not my fault that the Indians didn't know how to negotiate, that they wanted to take guns and wine for pieces of land. That's not my fault, and those days are over. And I've said this on more than one occasion. We need to cut that spigot off also. We need to stop giving to them, because if they haven't pulled themselves by the bootstrap by now, they never will. I'm sick of these reservations, these casinos on these reservations. That has to stop. 
Because if you're going to continue that, then you're going to have black people say, well, give us reparations. Look at what you did to us. You did the same thing to us and even worse. So we need to just stop the welfare list for everyone. It's over with. It's done with. Let's move on. And see, you can do that when you have rational people with good cognitive skills serving in our government. But right now, we don't have that. We have people who are mentally challenged, like Joe Biden. He falls down. Oh, it's the wind that's blowing him down. It was not the wind. He lost his footing. His leg got stiff. That happens when you get old, when he's yelling at reporters. Oh, no, he, uh, he, he was trying to get his point across. No, when you get old, you get grumpy and you start yelling and screaming. Let's stop trying to hide this stuff for these people, trying to cover it up. When he fell Just asleep in Maui. But fell asleep in Maui. When he was looking at his watch after the 13 soldiers came home who were killed because of his filled withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the media tried to cover it up. And you know what, Andrew? Come this uh, September 11th, the day that we always mark because of that terrorist attack that took place, he's not going to pay any homage to it. I think he's going to be on the campaign trail somewhere. Or he, but he's not going to be where he should be in D.C. You know why? Because, again, the media wants us to think that this is nothing. We want to move, about, move beyond it. Now, if you recall, when this first happened, Everyone was like, oh, my God, we got to always remember when America was attacked. We've got to remember it. But then wokeism came in and they decided, oh, we don't want to remember that. Because if we remember that, we have to remember that there are bad Muslims that are out there. And we don't want to do that. We don't want people to know there are bad Muslims out there, which in actuality, there are bad Muslims that are there. And I think Rashida Tlaib, she's one of them. She and Ilhan Omar, who should not be on the Hill. And I've mentioned this on more than one occasion. I don't care for them serving. The same way we're going to have a cognitive test for people of a certain age, we should also have a patriotic test to make certain that these people are patriotic because we don't need you serving when you're going to try to turn the tides or destroy the America from within. And truly, that's what's happening. We won't be attacked from outside forces, but from inside because of people who have come inside and got into our government because we were too afraid. We were too woke to say, wait a minute, what are your intentions? That you would think the most easiest thing would be to say, okay, Diane, you're too old. <laughs> uh, well, no, not that you're too old, but your cognitive skills aren't there. So we need for you to step aside. Just step aside. The same thing with Joe. As I mentioned with Trump, think of all the times they were saying, oh, we need to invoke the 25th Amendment. Oh, we need him out. Oh, he's a madman. And the person who loved pushing that the most was Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. You know, Joe Scarborough, the guy who's supposed to be a Republican, he had an affair, dumped his wife, and then he started banging his side piece, who was also his co-host <laughs> on the Joe Scarborough. I mean, that's no other way to put it. You got to just tell the truth. Yeah, that Joe Scarborough. But I question at this point, uh, Joe Biden's only got another year till the next election. The guy's so gone. He unpopular uh part of me wants to see the republicans get back at him and impeach him and remove him but at the same time uh politically uh he seems like an easy target i mean this guy's 20 points less popular than when he took office uh 69% of the country says that he's too old to uh, serve another term or that he's cognitively declined too much so uh i don't know you might just have to write it out right now they should at least imp- Peach him. I don't think he would get removed in the Senate anyways. I don't see any chance of that happening. But uh, the House should probably move forward with impeachment proceedings because we can't keep getting walked all over on one side and do nothing on the other side when the corruption is clear when you look at the Bidens. Yeah, 
I, I think about that also, that he only has like another year or so to, uh, to serve out. Let's let him get him out. But at the same time, he's, that will be a dangerous year with him being in office. And he needs to be held accountable. And although he's 20% behind in some of the polls and people are saying that he's too old, we also have to remember that the media, the media establishment, the ones who got him elected in 2020, along with the uh, big tech, they will do it again because they will shut out everyone else. And as I've said before, you know, you have Republicans saying, oh, we shouldn't get involved in this. We should allow this just to take place. We don't want the government interfering with the media or with big tech. You say that about big tech and the media, about the government not intervening, but the government is intervening with our election. Look at what they're trying to do to Trump, trying to tie him up so that he can't campaign. And do not tell me anything about, no, this is right, this is fair. We had Bill Barr on when I was on vacation. I saw him saying, well, no, what these judges are doing, they're doing the right thing. Bill, stop. Stop lying. That is the reason why Trump is calling you out. You're lying. You know this is wrong. You know it is wrong, but you want the American people to think that it's right. And that's the reason why they will bring him on Fox News to say, no, you know, when you look at these charges and when you look at when uh, they're having the, uh, the timing of the trials, I mean, just like the judge has said, he's not above the law. And, you know, he has to, just like with anyone else, he needs to attend the trials. Yeah, but is it that important? Look at Sam Blankman Free, the guy who committed the big fraud with FTX. Look at how long they're throwing out his trial. And then there have been so many others. But with Trump, we got to rush it because we got to get a guilty verdict so that we can say, oh, he's guilty. And then you have different states, secretaries of states in these liberal places, cities, saying that we're going to look and see if he can't run. We're not going to put him on the ballot. Talk about election interference, but we're not supposed to see that. We're not supposed to say anything about it. We're just supposed to just move on and think, oh, there's nothing to see here. The same way they want us to move on and say there's, there's nothing to see here with Joe, just Joe Biden's age, the man who's always on vacation. And when he's on vacation, remember, Hunter Biden is sneaking in the backseat of the car of the beast so they could take him to the airport so that he could get on Air Force One. And Andrew, as I said before, I do believe that the reason why Joe has him so close to him, I think his handlers, including Barack Obama, they're telling him, keep this boy close by, because if we don't, if he falls off the wagon, he's subject to start speaking. He's subject to start making more videos, X-rated videos with prostitutes. He's subject to start talking to them and telling them about his life. And he could possibly expose everything that we've been doing. I believe that's the reason why they keep him so close, because they're afraid of him. Remember that picture, that video that we saw of them on the White House lawn, or they were in the White House doing the fireworks? Jill was on the balcony, and she was having her inner moment thoughts. Hunter was going backwards and forward and seemingly putting something up in his nose. Now, everyone is saying, oh, well, it wasn't cocaine. Don't believe it. He was just but what was it? Had this been a Trump family member, they would have all been saying, oh, no, without a doubt, it's drugs. Oh, no, no, no. It's re- oh, no. But with Hunter, they won't even touch it. This family has issues. All families have issues. 
but this is a first family with a son, a convicted felon, who's never saw the inside of a jail cell, although Jesse Jackson Jr. has, and I mentioned that on our previous show, and I'm going to keep mentioning this until Black people wake up and see that the two tiers of justice, one for Black people and one for established rich Democrats. What is this? And then just going back to the age, because I'm tying all this in, they want you to think that, oh, it's okay, Joe's okay, his cognitive ability is okay. But then they want to go after Clarence Thomas. Well, maybe he's too old, and that's the reason why he's corrupt. Maybe that's the reason why he's doing all this stuff. But as you eloquently mentioned, Andrew, look at uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg before she died. The woman was on her deathbed, had fought cancer on many uh, fronts, but they wanted to keep her there. Oh, no, they did movies about her. Oh, Ruth, oh, we want to bow the altar of Ruth. All Ruth had to do was just step down so they could have appointed someone else, but she refused to do it. So they tried to do all their best to keep her there. And Andrew, I dare say that had she got to the point whereby she was incoherent, they would have kept her on. It would have been another weekend at Bernie's, just like they're having with Biden, just like they're having with Dine Feinstein. Oh, well, let's see if we can sign over her powers to someone else. They would have kept this woman on the court, even if she was incoherent on her deathbed. Because they were saying at one point she was even when she got out of the hospital, had a surgery. She was still looking at cases. I'm sure that woman was tired and sick and in pain. They showed her in the gym working out. But see, this is how the Democrats roll. They're okay with it. And we've got to mention that the Republicans do the same thing with Mitch McConnell and him freezing up. And like they said, he appeared to freeze. I'm like, are you serious? This man froze. And then his doctor got to come out with the report saying, I don't know if you saw that, Andrew. His doctor said, oh, well, he's fine. You know, he's he, he's in the clear. He can go back to resume his normal activities. And but remember when to, Trump had – go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. Just to add this in, to think what was at the beginning of this year, Republicans voted him in to be the Senate minority leader to make matters worse. I mean, he's just not a member of the Senate. He's the re- Senate minority leader. Uh, for the Republicans. Just pathetic that they voted for him uh, just nine months ago. And who was a guy that was going to go against him from Florida, tried to run against him, and they got mad at him, and then Mitch McConnell... Rick Scott. Rick Scott. And in retribution, Mick, Mitch McConnell took him off of some of his uh, committee so they couldn't serve. That Mitch McConnell, mad because Rick Scott was going to run against him and challenge him. And we see why Mitch... Rich Scott decided to do it. He had every reason to do it because he knew, wait wait a minute, this guy is too old. And not just the age, again, his cognitive ability. But they refused. No, let's let him, we got to let him stay there because he's served his country so well. As Nikki Haley said, he has done a lot and we respect him. But you have to know when it's time to step down. That isn't your job in perpetuity until until you die. And now we're up against a situation, like in Kentucky, where he's from, that should he die or should he step down, the governor there is saying there is a law there in Kentucky that says that he has to appoint a Republican, but this governor, as weak as he is, who likes to go on TV and cry, he's now saying that he's not going to honor that. He's going to appoint whomever he wants to appoint. All Mitch McConnell had to do is just step aside, but he won't do it. And I'm not surprised at all because he's a rhino. <clears throat> he's just like one of the uh, Democrats refusing to give up his seat. I'm going to stay here because I deserve to be here. This is mine. It's all mine. 
they can't work without me. So I need to just stay here for as long as I can. I don't care who I hurt. The same way he did not do anything during the 2022 election to help Republicans get into office. But he's going to fly out to Alaska and help Lisa Murkowski, who's a Democrat, but not help her opponent. And then people, well, this was Trump's fault. This was Trump's fault. Okay, you can say that all you want to, but what did the Republican Party do to help out, to help fellow Republicans? Nothing. What are they doing now besides trying to tear up the party? Governor Sununu, Asa Hutchinson, Karl Rove. Okay, guys, you can like Ron DeSantis. You can pick whomever you want. I get it. I understand it. But the attacks that you have on the your opponents to say no one's going to vote for them, no one likes them. No. No, you, you don't do that. Now, you might say, well, you attacked Ron DeSantis. You were saying his loyalty. I, I think that's worth mentioning because that's crucial. We need people who are going to be loyal. We need people who are going to stick by the letter of the law and not flip-flop. We need people who are not going to act like Democrats, which is what we have. We need people who are going to call Joe out and not be afraid to call him out and say he has to go. Yeah, he only has like a year left or so. And then before long, they'll kick him out. Hopefully, vote him out if he doesn't steal or cheat. As we know, the media will probably do if they see that he's not going to concede it over to Gavin Newsom, who's also a complete failure, as we've mentioned in one of our other shows. But Republicans have got to start waking up and saying, we can't be like them. And if one of ours is messing up, you know, you might want to go. And that's it, Andrew. That's that's my position on it. Yeah, very well said. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available in America Out Loud Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. If you're looking for better sleep, focus and energy we've got great news for you you can check out healthy cell the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health sleep better focus deeper and stay younger longer you can absorb a healthier lifestyle with healthy cells pill free vitamins it's a great patriotic company you can go to healthycell.com or americaoutloud.shop use the promo code out loud to save money. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code 
code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Wow, Andrew, I can't believe this is the uh, second day back, second night back in. Had so much to talk about uh, because I was completely in silent mode when I was on vacation. And did a lot of, like I said, just sitting back, reflecting, trying to look at some of the news, uh, Oftentimes, my phone wasn't working, so I couldn't text people the way I wanted to, as you and I would usually text. But I was able to look at some of the things on news that was taking place. The bottom fell out. I mean, so many different stories that were there. And now we're here talking about Biden. I did see a lot of his uh, hiccups or stumbles and fumbles and whatnot. And as we mentioned, 40% of his presidency has been with him being on vacation. And his vacation homes, all these mini vacation homes. And I don't know how the heck he's getting all this. He has DuPont's former mansion. He has a spread in, uh, what is it, Reboth, Delaware. He has another vacation home. And then when he did go to Hawaii, he left there and went to vacation on Lake Tahoe. And he was staying at the compound of one of his Democrat rivals from 2020. And then it begs the question, who's paying for all this stuff? I mean, they're after Clarence Thomas saying that he was going around with uh, people taking all these freebies. But look at Joe Biden. And not only Joe Biden, but his entire family. And no one is saying anything about it. It's like, okay, he's on vacation. Oh, okay. When Trump would go on the golf course, oh, he's always on the golf course. What is he doing on the golf course? He's not working. He doesn't want to be bothered with things like that. Mainly Joe Scarborough, as I said, one of his biggest critics, Joe Scarborough and Rachel Maddow. But you look at Joe and nothing. And I thought it was interesting. I also saw when I was on vacation, it was, I think it was Jake Tapper, who, who on his show mentioned to some of the uh, his guests, who's like, well, Trump was right all along when he was talking about some of this stuff. And they were like, like, oh, what, what? Trump was right? Trump has been right about everything that he has said. And definitely right on point when he's saying that this family, Joe Biden's family, is one of the biggest corrupt families going next to the Clintons. Go figure. But the media refuses to cover it. They refuse to talk about it. The bottom is going to fall out eventually. And all of these people need to be held accountable from all the judges, Merrick Garland, everyone that's reporting to him. Jack Smith, all of them need to be held accountable. And they should all go sit in a jail cell and watch this as we talk about it and what they've done. 
But just talking about watching and what they're doing, when Joe's on vacation, I, what is he doing when he's on vacation? I wonder, what is he doing at home? Does he watch TV? Because as I said, when I was on vacation, I did manage to catch in a couple little shows and I don't watch a lot of sh shows on TV, drama series, especially series, because I don't want to get stuck on it. But Andrew, I got to admit, there was one show that came out that I was watching. Actually, there were two shows that I uh, found myself watching. And one show I had reservations about. I didn't know if the show was going to be good. And it was on prime time. And it actually turned out to be a good show the first couple of episodes when I was watching it. And I'm going to mention it to you as I, when I tell you the guy's name of it as I talk about it. But uh, so I was watching the show. And oh, I got to take another step back. I did a lot of watching Spider-Man because I have two little boys who love Spider-Man. So I watched that like nonstop over and over again, the same way we used to watch <laughs> The Incredible. So they were watching every episode of Spider-Man. I got to say, Tobey Maguire is my favorite Spider-Man. I don't like the other Spider-Mans. This young kid that's out there, don't like it. Nah, don't like it at all. Which, Tobey ones were, which ones were they watching? They well, they well, I got them to like Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I convinced them <laughs> that he was the best. Andrew Garfield. Uh uh, and then that recent kid who's there. I'm just not into his Spider-Man. There's something about him, and I know that he's like the flavor of the month right now. Let's see if I can Google his name, but uh, I don't like him. Uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse. They like that. Let me see, Spider-Man cast who? Twenty-two. The guy's name is. Uh, hold on, who plays Spider-Man? Oh, that was Spider-Man. Oh, No Way Home. Is that it? Yeah, Tom Holland. I think that's the guy's name. Yeah, that young yeah. kid. I don't like his version of Spider-Man. He's all right, but uh, yeah, it's not as good as the Tobey Maguire version. Uh, he's it's new Spider-Man. It's kind of woke a little bit. It seems like these new ones. I yeah, the older ones. Uh, and uh, those movies are pretty underrated. I actually really enjoyed the Tobey Maguire ones, like the. Uh, cage match with macho man randy Savage oh, yeah. in the first one that was a cool scene uh the guy that played the green goblin did a great job that was uh -huh. really, really good and uh james franco is uh the friend he did a really good job in the movies as well he, he did and i don't like james franco now because of his politics but in that movie i thought man had he just stayed that way i mean i would like him but uh like you said they they go woke and a lot of this stuff, and it's like, stop trying to go woke, please. But Tommy McGuire, hands down, was the best. Uh, Garfield didn't like him at all. Uh, and I think because of Tommy McGuire, I remember I never was into comic books, but my older brother was. And I remember I would sneak and read some of them. And the Tommy McGuire version of Spider-Man, to me, was read like the book, the comic books, with Aunt May, with... Uh, being the old lady with the hair and the person they had playing Aunt May in the Tom McGuire. I'm like, wow, she looks like Aunt May. And Mary Jane, I hated Mary Jane in the comic book. I even hate her more so in the movie. So that we watched. And then this movie on Prime, Shelter by this author, Harlan Coben, was good. The first two episodes, very good. But then the third one, they decided to go woke. 
And I find myself injured now when I'm watching movies. I'm always like on pins and needles, like, okay, when are they going to go woke? When are they going to introduce the trans person or the gay person or this racist stuff? And which is what they did in Shelter. It's about a kid whose dad dies and he goes to live with his aunt. He's a biracial kid. He goes to live with his white aunt and he's telling her, well, I don't think you'd like me because you didn't like my mom, black mom, marry my white dad. I'm thinking, oh my God, are you serious? Can we just do just a regular movie? So that was okay. I was okay with that for the most part. But then the aunt, they makes the introduce the aunt and she happens to be, had a lesbian affair with her best friend. And just out of the blue, they introduced that. <laughs> of course. I'm like, oh my God. At first they had you thinking that the aunt had an affair with the best friend's husband, but it turned out the other way. So I'm thinking, oh my God, are you serious? I'm like, who's producing this stuff? Who's writing this stuff? Do they just sit around and think that everyone in the world is gay? Well, yeah, they do. <laughs> they actually think that. They actually think that amongst us, everyone is gay. I'm like, come on. Okay, so I watched that. I think it was all of four episodes. Uh, and then I stopped because they, they're, the next one's going to come out, I think, sometime this month. But then I was watching the show Yellowstone. Andrew. I had heard about it. I had read about it. And one of the things I had heard about was that it had nothing to do with woke. There was nothing woke in it. You're not going to see a gay character. Although I kept thinking at times there were some characters that were acting kind of mysterious. And I'm thinking, oh, please don't let it change. But it didn't. So the past couple of days, it was on, it's been on, um, I think, a repeat, a marathon. I've been watching it. And I got to say, Andrew, it's really good. It takes place, I think, in Montana. And Kevin Costner, I'm sure you guys remember Kevin Costner, he's in it. Kevin Costner is not a Republican. Kevin Costner is a liberal. But he's not one of those crazy liberals. And he actually did a special on uh, on Fox. You know, Fox has this, like, streaming services. He did a special on it, and he was talking about the Wild Wild West. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. But, man, Andrew, this show is so good in my opinion the characters all the men are rough and tough no nonsense none of this mansy pansy mess it's it's a good show so i would definitely recommend it to our listeners to take a look at it if you're at at odds you don't have anything to do you're like oh let me see what can i watch <laughs> definitely yellowstone you haven't had any uh, curveballs where uh, all of a sudden, two guys just start kissing each other. Nope. Anything like that? Nothing like that yet. Huh. No curveballs where two guys are kissing. No curveballs with the women getting down, kissing each other. And at one point, like I said, I was watching it the other night, and there was this young character and then an older character. They were, like, talking, and the older guy put his hand on the guy's shoulder, and I thought, oh, please, don't, don't, no lip locking. And it didn't happen. So I thought, okay, good. Because I remember, like I said, I read about this and people were saying, giving a good review, saying that there is, it's not woke, it's straightforward, it's a good show, watch it. Definitely, I would say. So far, nothing, no kind of crazy stuff in it. Uh, I think it's uh, the last season is going to air, I think, this year. It came out in 2018. And I remember hearing about it. I'm like, no, nah, it's with the, the Westerns and all that. 
But I got to say, like I said, it's good. And then there's another show, 1889, 1883. I started watching some of those with Faith Evans and her husband. They're not bad either. So there are some shows that are out there that aren't woke that I would say, give it a chance, you might like it. Right now at the movies, every show is woke. And remember this past summer, spring, they had Maverick with Tom Cruise, which was good. And then there was another that they had out there that uh, I think... Is Oppenheimer woke? Uh, Let me think Oppenheimer. No, it isn't. I don't think... I haven't heard that it was woke. Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't heard that it's woke. I heard that it's uh, pretty good. It's long. Barbie, they try to make it seem as if though it's not woke, but it is. It's like an attack on men. Uh, So, I don't know. I, I know that a lot of people run into the movies to see Barbie... Like, oh, Barbie this, Barbie that, pink and this, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, I don't think, I don't know if I want to see that. I want to see Barbie. But yeah, I don't get it. Speaking of woke, uh, we really like that. Uh, well, we used to really like that American Horror Story show. It started off really good. But these latest few seasons like that they put up, they're just so gay. Like all the characters, it's just all about being gay. Uh, this one season was all about these gay guys getting picked off and killed and all this bondage. I had to tap out after a few episodes. I mean, it was just really perverted stuff the show's turned into. And then finally, I saw an episode where uh, it was about like a bro house. It was like a ripoff of like, like a YouTube influencer type kids who, you know, just everybody hates type their personality but uh i was thinking oh well at least they're not gay and then they totally went gay in the episode like everything about this show (laughs) is just woke so uh stay away from that show if you haven't seen it in a while it is really gone downhill i i agree i when it first came out america horror story i thought it was like one of the best shows ever it was really good uh the plots it was like the twists and the turns sometimes i was like it's kind of crazy really far-fetched but like you said, it then became gay. They had to introduce a gay character, a gay thing. I'm like, are you serious? So I'm like, okay, one character maybe. But then everybody started being gay. It's like they were they drunk the gay juice. And you had – I'm thinking, forget it. I don't want to see this. I don't have time for it. I mean it's really uncomfortable when you're sitting and you're watching a show. And then all at once – They start introducing this gay stuff. It's one thing when you're watching a movie and they have like a sex scene and you're like, oh my God, what is this? Okay. But then when you have this like same on same, and again, it's by design, Andrew. They want people to start accepting this. They want to make it normal. They say, oh, there's nothing wrong with this. It's okay. But then you'll have the same people, some of them, the heads of these movie houses that won't allow their children to watch it. The same way with the internet. They put all this crazy stuff on it. They won't allow their children to watch it, but they're okay with your kids watching it. It's like, what is the world coming to? Like, How do we stop this? And I think the only way to stop it is by looking at our elected officials and putting people in place 
who will put the kibosh on this. And not only that, conservatives have got to start turning their back on the film industry, the movie industry, even colleges. Because I was saying to myself, college is just a waste of time. But they want us to do that. And you know why they want us to do it? Because they want us to give up on it so that they can gain control the same way they've gained control in our school system. And they have taken on, taken over, and they're pushing this fake agenda the exact same way. But we have to start standing up and pushing back and saying, nope, we are not going to allow this to happen. We're going to get involved in education. We're going to get involved in the movie theaters. This movie that came out with uh, James Cavazal that is like really killing it at the box office. We need more shows like that. We need more producers to come out. A lot of these religious shows, we need more of them. We need more people to do it because that is the only way we'll be able to push back against all of this nonsense that we're encountering right now. The only way we'll be able to push back because when we give up, we're just turning it over to them and we're telling them, oh, you can do it. We're okay with your entertainment. We're okay with your educating our kids. We're okay with you being at the top. And we're not okay with it. We shouldn't have to send our kids to school to be indoctrinated by a lot of these people. It's not right. And the only way we can stop it is by saying, nope, we're going to get involved. So I wish a lot of these deep pocket Republicans we stop being so selfish. We stop sitting on the sidelines and thinking, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We'll let them do it. No, it's not okay. Push back. Start using your money to support Republican causes. Start using your money to run candidates that will say, we're going to allow, uh, make certain that the people like Diane Feinstein retires when she's supposed to retire. We're going to make certain that laws are put out there whereby people are elected who can actually do the job and not think that it belongs to them. Plain and simple, Andrew. Yeah, very well said, Rob. Hard to believe, but we're already out of time tonight. Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. You can also find us streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs> <laughs>